0: Welcome to another edition of Eusebius on Times Live. Over the last week or two, there has been a number of entries in columns across the country, across the blogosphere, many newspapers, reflecting on the aftermath of our local government elections at the beginning of November. And of course, uh, we are now in coalition territory. We've had some coalitions before, but we are now thoroughly in an era of coalitions. One of the more interesting articles that I read was by academic Professor William Goumere, a well-known South African author and political analyst, who writes regularly in the Sunday Times. And I must say, when I read the article, what I like about William's writing is that he always sticks his neck out, takes a position and argues for it. Sometimes, if we are honest, it's boring when someone is too discursive without actually having a clear point of view. And, basically, what William was suggesting is that you, dear voter, voted for coalitions. You voted against one party or two party or three party dominance. And he went on to suggest that that shouldn't shouldn't bother us. That, actually, there have been some excellent coalitions, including against Mandela Bay, if only the rest of the commentariat were to look at the data properly. Something about that argument to me wasn't convincing, but I think I was too lazy to think it through. Well, well well-known thinker, and analyst in his own right, and top ANC leader for a long time, also a leader in civil society, and so recently chair of Corruption Watch, is Mabuso Mtsunan, who did the labour for me, and maybe for you too, and wrote a response engaging William. And I think that the response is worth actually discussing with him and I asked him to come on the platform and he graciously agreed and very short notice and that as well. You're listening to Eusebius on Times Live. That's this latest podcast on Times Live. And it's me, Eusebius McKaiser, exploring the major issues of the week. That means you're gonna hear a lot of law, politics, and ethics, how they intersect, and how important these stories are in the life of all South Africans.
1: When people saw their children must know this are sellouts, they put saliva on the paper. Mr. Julius Malema whispered and said, sing it, sing it. And then they shared its zone. No, I'm not going to apologize. Can I have my iPad, please? <laughs> <laughs> so they stole it. Thanks so much for
0: coming on the platform. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much, Yusuf. Yes, it's an honor to be on the platform, absolutely.
0: Well, on the honor is all mine, I absolutely love your brain and your unflinching commentary um, and putting country above party loyalty, which isn't always what one gets get from some of your peers. But let's get straight into, that, into the substantive issue. Yep. From an interpretation point of view, Matthew, so it is tempting, isn't it, to read the intentions of the view of the, of the voter even if we haven't done empirical research. And I guess what you took issue with and take over from here is that William Goumedet, like many of us, and I'm not simply out, many of us have done the same, were making assumptions about what it is that the voters were communicating. Yes, absolutely. I could not quite
1: understand what the purpose of his uh, um, article was because clearly... He did not even make an attempt in, in the entirety of the article to explain how we came about that uh, determination. One gets the impression that because things are not being handled well by the ANC, which is the um, incumbent party, people react, he, he overreact, or react wrongly to things that are happening. Uh, When, in fact, there are very simple truths about why, in the instance of of, uh, these coalitions, we are where we are, which to me and to very many people is the confidence that the people used to have in the ANC has really disappeared to a point that the ANC doesn't uh, get a majority uh, in the local government election. But the trend has been there. And this was very predictable. So I was rather taken aback as to what the purpose, uh, Kumeda's purpose would have been to say, in fact, this signals a a new arrival in the manner in which uh, we'll organize our politics.
0: There's two parts to that. The one is a discussion about what happened to the ANC. And although related, there's a second part that I want to start off with first, which is How do we know what voters were thinking when they made the cross? Let's start with the second part. In a nerdish bit of Latin, you said in the article that William is helping himself to the assumption that voters had an a priori intention to make coalition governments come about. Translate that into English.
1: His uh, reading of the outcome of the elections really more than suggests says that uh, the voters are not quite. It's not quite clear to me how he comes to this and how he wants us to take this. Have decided that the best form of uh, managing politics in this country would be through coalitions. The voters have decided that. Uh, a single big party with the potential to win an election outright, is they don't like that. Uh, It is deleterious to their interests. And so they would rather have a combination of parties coming together and their numbers add up to more than 50 percent. And that's the best way to to, to run uh, the country, uh, local government in this case. The thing is, um, I, I cannot understand why they would want to do that. But the statement clearly says, in fact, it goes beyond local government elections, it says the time has arrived for coalitions at, at local government, provincial, as well as national government sections. So how these things are combined to... Um, how how we arrived at this, I mean, it, it, that's, this is the question I'll be asking myself all the time, unfortunately, because it didn't even take the trouble to explain how we arrived at this.
0: I'm invited on to respond to this podcast once this podcast has landed. But um, isn't there a boring, important, boring reason for why that lacuna in his analysis exists and it has to do, and it doesn't justify it again, but it has to do with speculative political analysis in our country, isn't it? That we constantly substitute, and there extremes to these things. I mean, the Americans are obsessively data crunches when it comes to election watching. We are the other end. We really love extrapolating from our, our own subjectivity. We don't even do exit interviews. Isn't part of the problem if we just... Have a meta-discussion for two minutes, so that there isn't really a rigorous science, is there, to try to understand the voter?
1: It might sound harsh to put it like this, but I, I saw in that article uh, some, <laughs> some really, some serious paucity, intellectual paucity. Um, I, I, I think when you take on the task of being an opinion maker, because if you accept that you will be giving opinions regularly, then you, you're going to be very clear about what you want to tell uh, your listeners. Uh, and you have to start to go beyond emotion, uh, things that you like or don't like. Very many people now really dislike the ANC because of what has happened, you know, the corruption, the... the 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 complete neglect of uh, service uh, delivery and so on, that doesn't justify a person proposing an alternative way of running government. It's really, um, uh, there's a strong word that I don't want to use here, but intellectually, really, there's some serious paucity in the manner in which that article was written.
0: What's interesting, though, is you make the same mistake couple of paragraphs after critiquing his methodology, because you then also use sleight of hand with which to understand what happened to the ANC in turn, to come back now to the first of the two questions, i frame. Because you say very quickly, also without deducing empirical evidence, that to understand what happens on November the 1st, You just have to take cognizance of, basically, not your wording, mine, but in essence what what you were saying, of the fact that scores of ANC voters did not go to the polls. Now, you didn't say the following, but the implication, the subtext, and tell me if I'm helping myself to a subtext that wasn't there. The subtext is almost, but for the poor turnout, particularly Of an ANC voter base, the results may well have looked very different and more favorable for the ANC. But you don't know that, Mabuso. You don't know why people didn't turn up. You don't know whether they're now going to become disgruntled voters for successive elections. We don't know if we had compulsory voting, how the voters that stayed home would have voted if they were dragged legally into the voting booth. So you also aren't entitled to do what you accuse William of. You would agree with me? No, I don't. Uh,
1: What I'm saying is that if more people had gone to vote, the traditional ANC voters, if they had decided to vote, they would have given the usual majority because um, they have traditionally given the ANC the majority. The ANC did not cross the line this time because the people who made Make it cross the line. Always decided we are fed up with you, um, and, and so we're not going to vote. Limit
0: because I li- because I like you. I'm being too nice by asking my question with so many words. Let me ask it more bluntly because I know that we've got we've got mutual respect. On what basis do you know that the people who didn't go out and vote were see voters? You say, "Oh." No? It's based on, uh,
1: I think, very quick surveys. Uh, uh, there isn't anything very formal, but um, yes, I would accept immediately that uh, I do not have a a, a, a stati- statistically authenticated uh, basis to say that. But, you know, in the general conversations with people, in comments that are made by People like yourselves and and, and other journalists, it was very clear. Well, the IEC was saying people are not coming to vote. The majority of voters, as far as the ANC, was the winning party. Mm -hmm. Uh, People did not turn up. Very many people didn't turn up to vote. We know what I could, should have said was that the surveys that were done post, and on on which I based myself, by the way, would be that there were a number of reasons why people didn't come. Uh, But they are not coming is what denied, I would say, the ANC, the majority that it would have got. Uh, People did not go because uh, they may not have been there uh, in that district during uh, the elections they may have um, said it's not worth it. Others may have come to a determination. Now, MoneyWeb, the IEC, uh, did uh, do some um, social uh, uh, interviews, um, uh, and uh, I think in five, six metros, uh, asking people why they didn't vote. And what comes through from that is a variety of reasons. So had they voted clearly? My main point here is that the likelihood, strong likelihood, is that um, um, uh, well, yeah, okay, fine. I I want to I want to grant that. But uh, uh, had all these people voted, let's say they decided to go and vote, they might have voted DA, EFF, or somebody else. Somebody would have crossed the line.
0: That's possible, yeah. And I guess my point is very boring and trite, but I, but I don't think it's unimportant for being those two things. That and I, I'll leave it here, but you can have the final step of this little exchange. That that what the commentary needs to learn from your article, which is why your article is so important for all of us as analysts to take seriously, is that in the absence of empirical rigor, you should be careful of making bold inferences about what the social realities are. Accepted. Then William also, this really shocked me by the way, and Kelly, you too, made the assertion that coalitions have worked in the past. And I think to myself, but um What was I experiencing when I visited my dad in Port
1: Elizabeth? For me, this was the most confusing aspect of his article, in that he wanted to make a point that the time has come for coalitions to be, they've come, they are with us now. uh, And they are a good thing, they're a good form of uh, running a municipality, let's say, for starters. And then he goes on, well, makes some un, un- not very truthful claims, but uh, but also he shows a lot of instances where coalitions have failed and he doesn't explain why in spite of these failures, which everybody is aware of, he thinks the time has come for coalitions and why they would, people would want the coalitions having had the experience of failures and there are quite a few of them.
0: I think that was a beautiful point because it speaks to an internal contradiction in that analysis that is, that is absolutely, absolutely spot on. I want to bottom out the conversation beyond those two pointed critiques of him. And we're going to end by coming back to the DA and the EFF, which was the last one third of your analysis. But let's do a quick detour. What is your take as... A political animal and an observer of statehood and statecraft. Why coalitions in South Africa appear to be so unstable and certainly not responsive to the needs of residents of our cities and towns and districts and me- metropolitan areas? We just don't seem to be able to get it right. And I've, I. I you know, I've tried very hard to think as a commentator what the preconditions for success are, and whether or not we meet it. And I've got my own view on it. But
1: what's what's your take? My take on these has been that uh, the primary objective seems to be almost exclusive objective would have been to be in charge, and to for 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 these parties to be in control, they need to partner. And, and get the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is not hearing much about, I will go for the DA or EFF or whoever because their strength is, say, EFF in the youth. Mm-hmm. If I go into coalition, you know, to a coalition with them, uh, their are numbers that say for the youth, which I don't have if I'm the partner looking for a coalition, Will assist to take me across the line, but we will cover constituencies that do need uh, this support. Not much is being said in all these pronouncements that, you know, there is a shortage of water, absence of water in many places, sanitation is horrible, this, that, and the other. I think. um, either we are aware that the program of this particular party seems to their focus. They do have an interest in a particular thing. So if we came together, um, that's what uh, we would uh, resolve. Uh, they're strong on water, uh, and we are strong on uh, civic issues on crime, criminality, and so on. Uh, I I I don't see anything that justifies um, the seeking of a coalition other than that the numbers will take us across and we'll be in charge.
0: Is it driven by inherent megalomania that is part and parcel of politics? Or is it driven by a fear that if you are not seen to be, quote unquote, leaving the coalition, and yet you are part of a coalition success story, that your political interlocutors will go into the national election and sell the story of governance success as their achievement.
1: I think there is a fair bit of that, no doubt about it. Um, I, I I do think that uh, you know there, there is there is so much importance attached to. To winning, I guess you would not get into a competition unless you wanted to win, and so so that's a given. But it seems to be at all costs. If we, I I I don't even know whether people are thinking about uh, if they position themselves in a coalition today, the outcome uh, in the national elections in three years' time would uh, be. much better would put them in a better position. I don't see that many people are even thinking that far. To be honest with you, it, it's just that it's here and now. Um, even though I had said I would never work with so and so, but if gives me the numbers, I will be. You call it megalomania. I will be in power. I do need to be in power, uh, regardless of who partners with me as to how I would be able to implement achieve the objective that my party has, if I went into went to bed with a, a person who really just has got a completely different philosophy, it really doesn't matter. We'll 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 find a way of managing it as we go along. But it's important that we we'll cross the line. That's how I see it. The
0: last theme I want to explore with you today is I guess a sort of coda in your response to William, Muget, 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 where you suggest, listen, not only have you not substantiated your speculative claims about what voters were trying to communicate, but in addition to that, here's a quick high-level take on what the ANC, the DA, and the EFF could do to prove their lot. And If they were to do this, we wouldn't be talking about voters asking for coalitions. Now, I know the point of the article wasn't to deep dive into each of the top three parties, but um, I just want to give you a chance to avoid a critic thinking that you were being way too hasty. So that's us take that inch in turn. The DA's problems at an identitarian level, Mabuso, are so deep, in my opinion as an analyst, that um, <laughs> I thought to myself, there is so much work in a footnote that one would have to put into your article when you say the phrase, If the DA accepts that this is a country of black majorities, majority citizens, then it can do much better. (laughs) And I think that's true, but if we have to drop down a footnote there to explain what it means to accept that, that's deep, 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 deep deep psychopolitical work before we even get to policy positions, to a historicism. The DA that you and I know and observe and experience is light years away from... The full implications of that
1: phrase. Yeah, I know one is putting forward a very hypothetical position here. <laughs> they happen to have the largest numbers, these three parties that I talked about. But I, again, okay, want to accept your criticism. But but more than feeling that, uh, um, if they just tweaked here and there. When I say that if they recognize that the majority of the people here are Black I am actually making a suggestion, a demand that goes way, way beyond their philosophy. So it really would not happen. Uh, But if it did, that's why I'm saying it's really very hypothetical, then perhaps the numbers they already hold and a recognition that, uh, you know, you were to have a proper leadership of that party, you were to go into uh, that if that happens but that's a big if you know um, then that's the point I was trying to make
0: oh fair enough And but we'll go through for completion sake we'll do the same with the other two in the top three the EFF if they focus on youth and decoupling the word association of their leaders with corruption they would certainly land de- differently that's in essence what you say about them and I, and I totally agree with you I wonder how far gone you think they are, not least having learned from what they were role-modeled, some of them, by some ANC leaders. How far gone they are with that association with corruption. It is almost the EFF's original sin.
1: You know, there are plenty of examples of uh, corruption uh, that flow straight into the leadership. Of the EFF, I mean, the it's 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 there. There's they, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Again, <laughs> okay. this is a hypothetical position that says if they were able to uh, disabuse themselves of the notion that uh, they are going to play clever politics and um, and uh, smart games like that. If they were, if they could disassociate themselves with. Uh, uh, there's corrupt associations. Uh, this would happen. I, I guess it's not a terribly. The point I'm making is that uh, is, is 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 that they have certain constituencies, and if they had, like the DA has a white constituency right now, liberal type people and so on. The majority of the people who vote for them are white. I think a lot of young people. Uh, again, I you. Ask me where my statistics come from, but there is generally um, um, an affiliation of young people uh, a positive attitude by by many young people. It changes with time as they perform and show who they are they are, they are losing uh, people but really the point that I was trying to make here was that uh, if if you have a blood a plank on your platform on which you are known uh, to have strength. Uh, use that uh, but also yes you uh, you you're in the ff position you can't also be seen to be um corrupt uh, uh but but there, there is no doubt in the fact that uh, The youth, which the ANC has lost, struggling to get back, has gone to the ANC. The black youth, no, sorry, to the EFF. Uh, uh, Why why don't consolidate uh, that uh, position and and come up with uh, things that are pertinent to them? If that were to be done, yes, uh, you are saying uh, the disassociation with uh, corruption, just like the fundamental change that you are saying would be required of uh, um, uh, DTA make my proposition completely, it nullifies them.
0: Second last question, similarly so really in relation to the ANC, and I want to interview you in the new year more fully about this, but give us your take now in relation to the analysis piece that we are unraveling in this conversation. The great hope was that Cyril Ramaphosa, after December 2017, would not lead the party to a split, but in his Cyril way would find a pathway out of systemic, and some would say corruption, that has become enculturated within the ANC. But um, the new dawn remains old Vaseline.
1: Yeah, I think this is the biggest disappointment that uh, many people have had. There was such a strong association of corruption with Jacob Zuma. The correlation actually really being based on the fact that the most powerful person in the country politically had given cut blanche to a group of people like the Goptas to come and... Um, and help and, and, and enrich him, and, and he, he gave them cut lines to do what they liked. We can't argue about that; it's, it's a fact. You see it in SOEs that collapsed, in, in everything. Now, the, the, the expectation was that uh, I, I must say I was quite naive in some instances. I didn't think that there were many other corrupt people outside the group that were associated. Uh, with Zuma uh, that strongly. I, I guess if he's corrupt, they benefit from his corruption by association. But that that observation of mine was really false. Suddenly you discover that so many other people who claim not to agree with what Zuma does are just as corrupt. Now, I think um, the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, has made one fundamental mistake of being too cautious. I hear about these long games. Uh, they they may work in certain situations, not in this one. You are dealing with people who are uh, in the organization, who have absolutely no interest in pursuing the interests of the organization, the value. There is a self-interest here, and, and you hope that you can reform those people. I think intelligence that comes onto his desk should tell him differently. That's one. Second, second one is that when you look at the characters who are involved in this, and you know that you are popular, there certainly was a time when Cyril Ramaphosa was extremely popular with the public at large. Why did you? Why do you give these people so much respect um, uh, that, in fact, you? To, to the extent that you negotiate them and give them space and time to consolidate, I think that these are the tactics called by others the long game that have really uh, done him under.
0: You know, you know me better than I do. Is that located in personality trait, leadership style, or a genuine bona fide fear that the ANC would really be on the brink of splitting? If he was to be prepared to be tougher on all of those elements you've described, you know, this
1: is anybody's guess. I don't know him perhaps any more than you do, but I just think that uh, treating people who have been blatantly, almost embarrassingly disrespectful to him, uh, uh, someone says, Masina, I will never serve under this car. Okay, maybe you think it's too emotional to say get out then, but you then you understand where this person lies, and you 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 must know that they will never be on your side. You 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 never appease the beast, you know, uh, because it wants what it wants. But he persistently kept people. Uh, Goes to address uh, people in Durban immediately after Nasraq and says, just wait five years and we'll be back. How on earth do you not yeah. protect yourself from Absolutely. people? Another thing yeah. is, uh, you didn't have to, uh, it's the judiciary which must deal with this criminality, but within the ANC itself, you know, how if you just, if several decided that. I'm not going to expose the ANC to his face all the time. Uh, took over the responsibility of communicating with the public and brought it into his office. That already would begin to quite considerably cla- clip this man's uh, uh, wings. So, and uh, that's within his power. Um, you know, yeah. So.
0: Last question diagnostic phrases that are energetic, make for good headlines, but we should really be careful, just as you were asking William to be careful, and make sure that we have thought critically about whether there's a case in favor of a certain description. Given what we said about the ANC, the DA, the EFF, given what we haven't discussed, but could also have discussed weaknesses with other parties, some are based on traditional ethnic identities, some are simply opportunists seeking an opportunity to also get closer to the trough. Do we have a crisis in our politics, Mabozov, a leadership crisis, or a crisis in our politics, or is that kind of diagnostic description of the political terrain um, hasty, and this is just politics will stop, as you have everywhere how 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 energetic should our descriptions be of what's going on in South African politics?
1: yeah there there is a crisis of leadership uh, that that's what I would say we have um, and and it doesn't it doesn't really matter how good your policies may be. Uh, when you come into difficult situations, high level of unemployment. Um, the continuing uh, role of underdog for black people and so on. You, you've got to step forward and uh, grasp the nettle and, and say, I'll adjust this and deal with these high levels of unemployment. Uh, never mind who um, uh, this uh, disappoints, whether it's business or what have you. There are certain positions that, Uh, people are willing to take. So I I, I can't imagine that, uh, say, if you're talking about Syria, that he would not be aware of what the crucial, what the the pain points are for the economy. Uh, And why these are not being tackled um, is something that I I don't know. Not that it would be easy, but people would just say, you know, there are things that optically, by the way, give people confidence. Uh, you have been complaining that you carry in large cabinets, um, costly and what have you, the cost is a factor, but it might not be the primary factor. But you do want the population to understand that you are sensitive to high level of unemployment and you're not just employing a whole bunch of people uh, uh, because this state has the money. Uh, that's why you there is a number of things that um, leadership would require risky kinds of th- uh, steps to take uh, and that's not forthcoming. The opposition, I think the fact that in spite of the serious crisis that the ANC has uh, in terms of the way forward, uh, leadership, uh, you know, the corruption that you talk about, we just have not been able to capitalize on that. I suspect it's because of the deep, deep Problems that you were talking about uh, in the, you know, inherent in the party. So we do have a, a, a leadership crisis I think, in this
0: country. Okay. Well, we're going to have a brief, a very brief respite before the next big item, which is going to be the voluminous state capture reports, given before January the 8th, unless there's again yet another grand, you that process. So we won't be short of genuine further data with which to try and understand what's going on in the state and in society at large. Markusal, thank you so much for everything you do in the country, both as a forward leader and in civil society, and thanks for coming on this platform.
1: Thank you very much for the invitation.